Hi guys, the following episode of Chisky Pop contains mature language and sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Is ladke se uska kya rishta hai? Kabhi kehti hai boss, kehti hai dost hai? Wo mera pyar hai. And this is Sweetie. And you're listening to Chisky Pop, your bi-weekly dose of all things sexy, desi, funny and filmy. Coming up on episode 88... It's Poetry Month and we kick off with a selection of our favorite poems and poets. Everything from classic English, Urdu guzzles, Japanese haikus to hip-hop. Plus, on Filmy Chakkar, we look at how Bollywood stars are keeping busy. And stick with us till the end to listen to and sing along to your favorite 90s Hindi songs. Welcome to another episode of Chisky Pop. How are you doing today, Papu, on this uh, another quarantined, uh, fused, filled morning? I am doing great. Uh, it's morning in my part of the world and it's night time for you, so you're kind of winding down, which explains no, why no, you No, 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 Papu, like... it doesn't matter because no? with the quarantine now, day and night, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Up, up is down, Actually, yeah. light is night, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's all upside down. No, nothing matters anymore. The rules don't apply. Rules don't apply. We go to work in our pajamas. We eat ice cream on the toilet. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. Nothing matters. So, yes, I'm wide awake because my sleep cycle is just... F- <laughs> and I'm, I hope other people are going through this because I don't know how people are actually waking up for work on time. Like, dude, I first of all never showed up to work on time. Like, work is at 9. I'd be there by like 9.30 and that was early for me. <laughs> you know, where I'm just like, I made it. You should be just thankful I made it. And now people, my, my husband actually shows up to his job on time. Like at work, he's up at 7 and he'll like be on his desk ready to work at 9 sharp and I'm there by like 10.30. <laughs> Oh no, like, I can't understand how people do that. How do you get out of your warm bed and go and sit in front of a desk for eight hours in your mm. own house? It's crazy. It's blasphemy. It's not done. It's not done. Well, discipline and I guess... Uh, Ugh, see, that's the problem. This whole thing relies on discipline, which I have none of. <laughs> do you have... Actually, Papua's discipline. Somehow when I see her in the morning, she always looks like <laughs> this beautiful like goddess and... When I wake up in the morning, I look like a troll doll because my head is like everywhere. I don't even like, sometimes I'll just not even bother to wash my face. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. My mom would disagree. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. But how have you been, Papu? You told me you've been keeping yourself busy with all these Zoom parties. I worked out yesterday after two, three months, I think. <laughs> 
Congratulations, you're the only person ever in the existence of the universe <laughs> to actually work out during the quarantine. No, no, there, a lot of people do that. But I just, uh, just thought that it would make me feel a little better and add some discipline in my life. Um, so I will continue to do that uh i went to when bed when did you work out though did you in the work, morning. wake up and work up you you woke up and you worked out no i could not do that because i was hungry <laughs> i was gonna be like who is this person bring me back my papu okay wow all right good for you i though. had chai and then i was like okay you know what maybe i'll do like a little workout and i was out of breath i had Some to like lattes. pause the video to kind of catch my breath and i was like okay Let's do this again. It was just a 30-minute workout, but yeah, still it feels good. <laughs> That's awesome. Guys, be like Papu, everyone. Be like Papu. Do not be like me. And and you're keeping yourself busy with all the Zoom parties as well, I guess. Uh, no, I just had one. Um, before this, uh, we started recording, we had this whole conversation about how um, a lot of the people who are doing the Zoom thing who started like in groups are extroverts. So a friend yes. of mine who is such an extrovert, uh, she uh, sent me an invite uh, to join the Zoom thing. And I turn up there on time and uh, it's me and this other friend and the one who invited is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> so it's just like um, me just okay. walking around the house and like, okay, where, where are the others now? Uh, let me put on some lipstick. At least I'll look a little presentable. I thought this is going to be cash. <laughs> How many people were at the Zoom party? Uh, then when everyone was there, it was about 10, 11 people. So Holy was, smokes. Uh, yeah. That is a lot of friends. I think I only have like four friends in my entire life. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny, like extroverts are so like um, ingenious when it comes to doing things like that. Like as an introvert, I'm, I'm like, what? Zoom parties? Yeah. Why? <laughs> it sounds horrifying. Yeah. Do I want to actually place a demand on someone's time and be like, be there? And what do I have to offer for that time that they give me? <laughs> like, you feel responsible to entertain them if they you've called them for. You know, like okay. We'll was the have... Zoom party like uh, the Indian news channels where it was like ten people shouting at each other at, like at the same time? <laughs> yeah, very much. Very much. Then we decided that we should all, you know, put our hand up if we want to talk, which is like a school thing. There you go. We worked out a system. We ended up playing dumb charades. And uh, another friend of mine who had a similar thing with his friends um, said they had a quiz night, again, uh, which was organized by a very extroverted person. So that sounded like fun. So people are getting ingenious. So people actually do things. Even when they're at home. That's very fascinating to me, Papu. It's mm-hmm. like, wow. I, have, as an <laughs> introvert, have never thought about doing this. So interesting. You also had a, a drinks meeting, uh, drinks. And work. Well, that was work, though. Does that count? Well, uh, because we were having these Zoom meetings with all these people and I would get intimidated and keep my mouth shut. So I decided yesterday to just get wasted. And then I wouldn't shut up. So it was fun, I guess. But did your work friends know you were drinking? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were all like, every time I'd show up, I was having coffee. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Like, please drink. Because they were drinking. So, yeah, I had like a whole like mimosa drink with straws and everything. And (laughs) I got really drunk because I forgot how drunk champagne can make you. It was like leftover wedding champagne. (laughs) Really? You have had champagne since... 
a year. Yeah, man. We are still have so much alcohol. We don't drink now in my house. We're stoners here, Papu. Stoners in this house. Okay, Come okay. On. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you're putting good use to uh, leftover champagne. No, no, absolutely. I figured, like, what the hell else am I supposed to do? Like, interacting with people is terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, Papu. Like, I'm... I, I don't know. I enjoy being around people, but I need to hide behind someone. And if I cannot hide behind someone, exactly. I need to get drunk as fuck. So, and then, you know, how yeah. obnoxious I am when I'm drunk. It's like, ugh, I hate myself drunk. Ugh. But this is perfect, yeah. you know. You don't have to bother about uh, getting anywhere. You can just roll into bed or... That's true. Yeah, you're at home. The whole time we had that uh, <laughs> meeting yesterday, I didn't have any pants on. So it was wonderful. I literally just, just had a top on. <laughs> So it was really cool. It's fun, yeah. You, like the stuff we can get away with in our own house. <laughs> Why would we ever want to be? <laughs> Other than your Zoom parties, though, what are you up to? Tell me, working out, all that. What else are you doing? Uh, well, we How are you not going crazy? With my roommate. And uh, she um, does... Uh, yesterday, she made cookies, chocolate chip cookies, which were really amazing. <sighs> So this is this is the thing with girls that live together. I get very jealous when I hear about my girlfriends <laughs> that room together. Like, oh my god, she like baked a batch of cookies and then she like rubbed my back while we watched like a chick flick. Yeah, and of course that that does not happen when you live with you know a guy. Like my husband, you know, it'll be like, baby, can you make me pancakes? You know, while he just sits on the couch playing video games. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so different. That's so cool. She made you cookies. And what movies have you guys been watching? Uh, like what we watched uh, Queen. Um, oh, really? Like uh, with Kangana? Yes. And uh, So chick flick and wholesome. I love I it. I know, right? It's like such a... I know it, there have been like a lot of things about it, but whatever. But I just like the movie. It's like a feel-good movie. And the songs are really well-written. So it's always a nice rewatch. Uh, I agree. Then we watched a Malayalam movie with subtitles, which uh, I nice. don't know the name for. Um, then I watched uh, Charlotte's Web yesterday by myself, which is such a good oh, movie. Okay. Such a good that, movie. Isn't that animated? I've never uh, seen no, it. I heard it's really sad though. So No, no, it's really well-written movie. So well, um, no, it's not all animated because the animals like talk. So you just, the animation is just to make them talk. Um, oh, it's like Babe, the pig. It's like that yes, style yes. where just the do- the uh, mouth... Dakota mouth. Fanning is a little girl. Uh, lives on a farm. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a very, very nice movie. And uh, there's a spider called Charlotte and she's voiced by Julia Roberts. Such good voice acting. Very good. Oh, nice. And then I watched Lady Bird and I thought of you because... Oh, yeah, why Catholic school girls yes, yes, yes. that are pissed off and mad at the world yeah I love that movie it's really good yeah that's a good movie yeah. yep I uh I'm really surprised you've picked a very good selection of movies mm-hmm. Papu to watch like I'm I'm so bored I straight up went to 90 I'm, I watched Aflatoon with Akshay Kumar <laughs> today <laughs> yeah that's what I've been watching so my brain is filled with garbage so <laughs> But anyway, 
Um, <clears throat> so, Papu, do you realize that we're already in April? Like, the quarantine, Tell it's been like it. two weeks. I know that. It's weird, and right? I feel like this was 2020 was going to be my year of doing things. <laughs> of oh, Papu, literally, so sorry. Like, so me too, every girl. moving month, like, really pains me. Like, I have a mini breakdown and I, oh my God, it's already so many months in there. And what am I doing with my life? My birthday just went. I'm 35. <laughs> Yes. No, <laughs> Papu, Mary John, I completely understand. I, I, everyone has put their life on hold right now. It's crazy. It's like, but it's weird. It feels like time is going by really fast, but really slow at the same it, time. No, it's because, like you said, you know, everyone's forced to put their life on hold. Like nothing is happening. Um, you know, yeah. even if you... It's like a weird limbo. Yeah. Even if you do make like... I was just like talking to a friend. I was like, I don't know. I need a plan. Can you help me with making a plan? He's like, th- there's no use to make a plan. What plan will you yeah. make? And he's right. Because I can't make any plans because it's like shooting a moving target that and you don't know how to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. So what else is happening for this month? I know uh, April that. is actually a very uh, busy month in the sense there's a lot of, um, uh, what's it called? Like awareness tags mm-hmm. associated with this month. Yeah. I guess that's the only way I could put it. Um, <clears throat> first of all, it is Dalit History Month, mm-hmm. April. Yes. So this month is inspired by Black History Month, and it is dedicated to discussing and sharing the contributions and the resistance of the Dalit community all over the world. Who are the Dalit community? Can you tell us, Babu? Because I yes. don't know how <laughs> okay. to say this eloquently and uh, uh, you well, know, the, sensitively. Please say. The Dalits are the um, usually... Um, like in India before untouchability was, um, you know, abolished, uh, um, the Dalits were the lower castes. These were the castes who were called at that time or considered untouchables. And they were uh, usually given to me- very menial tasks. And what happened is uh, the caste system is you are born into the caste system, you die into the caste system. There is no way to get out of it. So what happened was uh, generation after generation, this uh, caste uh, became impoverished and um, had lower socioeconomic um, contributions because of what their place was in the society. So uh, the Dalit uh, History Month is by the Dalit community, which is the lower caste community, uh, to bring awareness to the plight of these people who have uh, faced generational trauma, uh, generation right. after generation of low socioeconomic uh, growth. And uh, it, it is to bring about more awareness to their fight for equality and uh, how it is not just uh, getting things like reservation, but also uh, to change a mindset. Because, okay, in the urban area, you may not face... Uh, uh, firsthand what what uh, uh, being a Dalit would be like. But if you go to yeah. the villages still, you still have, uh, you know, young boys being lynched uh, just for, you know, uh, being part of a gathering which is considered only for upper castes. It's really horrible life to live. Well put, Papu. Thank you. That was really well put. Um, and if you haven't already, you can celebrate uh, by listening to Trisky Pop's very own episode 54, 
where we last year we interviewed a very special guest, Hugo Award nominated speculative fiction writer Mimi Mondal, who chats about South Asian sci-fi and fantasy fiction and what it means to identify as a punk Dalit girl. So true. So check that out. Yeah, yes, she is such a informative voice. Um, about two subcultures, about, uh, you know, uh, science fiction yeah. um, being punk. As in, she did, uh, uh, you know, uh, there was a point where we asked her, you know, what is the commonality between being punk and Dalit? And she said both of these are, um, you know, you are, uh, the Dalit movement is moving against, uh, uh, it's a counter culture, you know, you're moving against yes. what is expected, uh, the new one and punk is basically that it's counter culture, right? So she put it very well. So just uh, listen to our episode 54, uh, where we have a very fun, informative chat with her. Um, and also, She's you know, so cool. yeah, um, uh, now that you mention it, I just watched that movie with uh, Sri Devi's daughter, which is it, uh, Dharak. Oh, yeah. I haven't was, seen that. How is it? Uh, well, it's she, um, um, it's a, it's a good movie, but it's made, uh, from a Marathi movie, right? Oh Something? yeah. Probably my dad mentioned it, but I, I don't yes. remember. Um, and I read an article before this about how it says that the Marathi movie is uh, so much better, first of all, yes, because obviously. the writer-director uh, is from the Dalit community. And he basically, he cast actors who work in that, who are in part of that community. So it's not, uh, and obviously when we have uh, both the lead actors in Dharak are, uh, you know, from a uh, uh, upper caste they're upper caste and also they are from the film fa- uh, family so yeah privileged they're privileged so it's, so it's frustrating yeah so um yeah definitely i mean uh the movie has a kind of a sad ending but uh it's it's just through the lens of an upper caste person i guess in a way it's not very authentic uh but i would want to watch the marathi movie to see how how well it is done I, I recommend the Marathi movie because I love Marathi cinema and it's always like really, like you said, they are pretty authentic that way. Cool. Thanks, Papu. Yeah. Um. So next, also April, is Autism Awareness Month. Um, and I'm reading from Autism Speaks okay. online. In 2008, the United mm-hmm. Nations General Assembly unanimously declared April 2nd as World Autism Awareness Day and April the month as World Autism month. Mm -hmm. Many uh, countries around the world light up their landmarks blue, that's their color, to help increase the understanding and acceptance of people with autism. Mm. So autism touches more than 70 million people globally. And this month, it's an opportunity for a dedicated conversation about autism spectrum disorder. Mm. So you can show your support by donating to autism charities of your choice. This donation will help support autism education, awareness, advocacy, research, and most importantly, enable us to assist families living with autism. Mm. Okay, that's great. Just keep up PSA. Yeah. Support Autism Month. Donate to autism yes. groups. That's the best way to support during this month. And in Canada, it is sick. So I don't know how to, so please excuse me, listeners. Is it Sikh or Sikh? 
Sikh well, or Sikh? S-I-K-H. Sikh. Okay, so please, we, we apologize in advance if we have mispronounced this to any of our listeners. Please feel free to correct us and, you know, let us know if we've said this properly. In Canada, it is Sikh Heritage Month. Okay. So Yeah. Yes, so this is the month where we celebrate all the contributions uh, that the Sikh community has done. There's a huge community here in Vancouver, as you know, not in Vancouver, but in Surrey, in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. And um, so this month, uh, we have decided since I think 1990 or since 2000 and something, I don't know, they just, they declared that this month we would, uh, we have to highlight the contributions that the Sikhs have done for the mm-hmm. for Canada. So in Canada, the Sikhs have been a part of the fight for equality. They've helped build industry in Canada, like farming. And they also provide services that we all depend on. And April is also important for the Sikh community because uh, they celebrate Vesaki during this month. Vesaki. Oh, that's that's the spring festival. Yes, yes, exactly. Do they do the Vesaki dance? Girl, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm so useless. I don't do any cultural over here okay. they probably do like well, uh, you that's... know i would they have like parades and festivals like straight up on the street here so um i'm sure they do in surrey they most likely do vancouver's very whitewashed yeah. so you probably won't see that uh-huh. here unfortunately okay with 120 years that's interesting i mean i would love to uh, know more about that history of uh... they've been here since the since 1902 was kind of around the time they started heavily emigrating here, specifically in British Columbia. Mm. The Desis came here, they're like, we've landed and we're not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Also, in addition to all these wonderful things going on this month, it is also Poetry Month. Yes. Wow. But more on that after our music break because this is definitely something that we should totally talk about darling of course yes let's take a quick music break because we've been chat chat chatting for so long we'll be right back Yes. Why were you somewhat like disappointed when you found out it was Poetry Month and that I, you didn't know about it before? No. Were you like, oh, sh- no, I, I mean, wish, no, disappointed because you couldn't prepare yes, for it? Like, I wasn't uh, like, I would have loved to, you know, just contribute something. Papu um, would have nerded out to this so hard. <laughs> she is a linguist, a literary I, no, genius. No, no, I'm not, I'm not. I a just, wordsmith. I like to, uh, you know, be part of, I know some people might find it weird, but I would love to be part of those groups where they, you know, um, read out certain lines of poetry and kind of discuss what it means. Papu, that is not weird. In the North America, that is called spoken word and that is the most hipster sh- and I would not see you be. <laughs> I would not see you doing anything else but that. 
So yes, there's nothing But, weird about it. So here's uh, something that I'm sharing that I've never actually uh, studied Shakespeare, but I would love to. Oh, I do find it very intimidating. You studied him uh, because obviously when you're just reading it by yourself, you don't really get the context. You have to look up another source and kind of find out. So if you're in a group setting, you can kind of. Uh, my favorite English classes would be where the teacher would kind of, you know, discuss poetry. Uh, so I studied yeah. Shakespeare. Like, you I did. barely Which remember one? much, but you know, no, we straight up we had studied all his stuff, The Merchant of Venice, wow. and um, that was one of my favorite ones. I really loved that because it was so dark. Um, <laughs> then we also studied uh, uh, what's the one with Puck, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. But yeah, I remember there being something like A B B A A B A B like that the way is the, the rhyming uh, convention was. Yeah, the pen uh, iambic system. So you have the iambic. What is that, Papu? That is so smart. I don't know. I don't know anything about poetry, which is why I wanted to talk about this because I was really like, oh my god, poetry is like so cool, but I don't know. Shit. So I I am big. So the explainify. Yes, it's a it's a rhyming uh, iambic pentameter is like the rhyming scheme Whoa. where uh, like you said it's A A B B A B. Damn. So now that you have told us about the poetry month, what did you um, have in mind? to talk about i just wanted to kind of talk about um what to do when we sell to celebrate the month first of mm. all um like you said one of the things to do would be to go to like a spoken word and like read poetry and then be like let's talk about this poem now mm-hmm. how did it make you feel uh so i also wanted to just talk about uh indian poetry actually okay um, because i feel like i've grown up you and i have grown up on hindi songs like it's yeah. been a huge part of who we are and that is a you know it's lyric but it's also in a way poetry right uh, yeah we did have poetry recitation in fact um uh, in, for education competitions uh reciting a whole hindi poetry which i would oh do oh my god <laughs> did you do that in front of the whole I, class i i did not participate but i uh, because the person who was participating would practice every day in front of the class so i had memorized it so i'd go home and say it and my dad was very impressed and proud of me oh <laughs> papu so cute i don't think i've done anything like that the thought of memorizing an entire poem sounds terrifying to me why would they make us memorize a poem anyway like what use would that be in my f***ing adult life anyway sorry well it's uh, i guess uh, uh, you know to help in public speaking you know Ugh. you're a good orator means you can command Ugh. you know exactly what words to stress on if you were to mm. let's say your future job is to work in uh, as a news anchor it's very useful oh okay sure or any other public speaking as an introvert i find no use for it in my my life but anyway voice acting podcasting <laughs> yeah see you see you're saying those things but as an introvert you are doing it i'm just naturally amazing okay right. uh so for poetry month mm-hmm. um i'm reading off of poets.org okay poetry month was launched by the academy of american poets in 1996 to remind the public that poets have an integral role to play in our mm-hmm. culture and that poetry matters Over the years it has become the largest literary celebration in the world making poetry's important place in our lives marking poetry's important place in our lives So how can we celebrate this like what do you do it's like okay poetry what the hell So some of the things you can do is sign up for a poem a day 
uh, online. You can just Google it and you can read a poem mm-hmm. each morning, you know, just to see like, oh, cool, there's a poem. It's like seeing your meme of the day instead of seeing your meme of the day. See your poem of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually subscribe to the Poem A Day podcast as well and listen to that. Check that out. Uh, you can write your own poem. You can actually go online and like Papu said, learn the, the what? The imac. I the am what? big pentameter. That. That. And you can write your very own poem. Or you can even like watch a movie, a lecture or a video featuring a famous poet as well. So there's many things that you can do to celebrate that. Um, but off the top of your head, Papu, do you have like any famous favorite poets? Like what, um, what do you yes, like, like about I do. poetry? Um, like? In fact, um, so uh, contemporary Indian poets like uh, Eunice D'Souza. Um, she's my favorite because uh, you would like this. Uh, Her style of writing is very like spoken word. It's, um, there are no fancy, you know, words in it or whatever. And uh, there's a poem that she wrote about where she compares herself to a cat, like how um, she's as a cat. So Eunice D'Souza is an Anglo-Indian poet. and uh, among uh, the contemporaries, American contemporaries, I also like uh, Emily Dickinson's Dor- Dorothy Parker. Emily Dickinson's wrote a lot of poetry about being a woman in a very patriarchal world. And she came like before, I think, the 1800s or something. Okay. So um, she's very smart about how she says, you know, I could never be a man. I could uh, because I do this, 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 which in a way implies that I'm better than a man. But she does not say it that way. So, um, you know, oh, I like damn. Emily Dickinson's poetry. Dorothy Parker is like, you know, it's like uh, pop culture and uh, before, uh, you know, now we have Rupi Kaur and stuff, which I still, you know, I know I have mixed feelings about her work. Oh, well, we, no, uh, no, me too, girl, me too. I'm right there. But everyone like keeps being like, oh my God, why don't you get Rupi Kaur in your podcast? I'm like, Papuna would not know what the f- to talk to her about. Well, yeah. <laughs> she will hate us, I feel. Um, so, uh, Dorothy Parker is another really, really, I mean, um, good poet. Uh, she came around in the 50s and her poems are also featured in movies like Girl Interrupted where, you know, uh, Angelina Jolie recites a poem oh, yeah. uh, which is from a poem called Resume which talks about all the different ways she can kill herself. So she's very emo in her writing and uh, she's given like very quotable lines, lines like what fresh hell is this is from, uh, you know, Emily uh, is from uh, Dorothy Parker and I, I love this anecdote where, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, she she gets a call from her publisher because she's late in submitting her work because she's on honeymoon with her husband. And uh, she okay. picks up the call and she's like, you know, I've been f-ing busy and vice versa. Oh, damn, girl. So, oh, damn. <laughs> so she's very smart and... Uh, very quick-witted, uh, and I like that. I wish I could talk like her. Any Anybody else you want to mention? Uh, among men... Um, Come on, Papu. Edgar Allan uh, Poe. I felt his pain as a teenager. I gravitated to his poetry yes. so hard. My feels, my... <laughs> it's the ultimate emo. So Yeah, emo. that is so emo, He's right? Like the, every like, tortured <laughs> teenage soul gravitated toward Edgar Allan mm-hmm. Poe. Is there anyone... Uh, 
uh, one that you remember in particular? Uh, yeah, any? I think The Raven um, was one of my favorites because it was so dark. Yeah. It was like, I loved it because everything was so heavy. Like, it just like pulled you into this like hmm. blanket of somber and melancholy. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. Like from like the first <laughs> line itself, you know, once upon a midnight dreary while I pondered weak and weary, like, oh, take my pain, say it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yes. I loved it. And now that you mentioned that uh, among men, Dr. Seuss, his poetry, right? Oh. That's so true. His was like so, so clever accessible and, quirky. and yeah, it's for children, but I love reading it aloud when I'm by myself. I think adults love him too. Yeah. Like it's hard not to love Dr. More. Seuss. <laughs> Once I got older though, like after I kind of went over my teenage phase and I was in university, a poet that I really, I gravitated towards a lot of African-American poets, uh, women. Like so Maya Angelou oh. was like one of my first. Langston Hughes, you know, uh, um, you know, a dream deferred. Ooh. I don't know that. What is it, you know, uh, yeah, what happens to a dream deferred? Does it, uh, you know, shrivel up like a prune? I'm completely botching this up. But basically he says that... That's cool that you remember that. Yeah, it's a beautiful poem. It like, basically wow. talks about the African-American dream. And he's he's asking out loud, uh, you know, what happens right. when you have a dream and you put a hold to it, you know? Does it uh, go back, you know, die? What happens to it? Does it grow as a seed or what happens? happens to it um and then you know it just leaves it to you to decide so dream deferred is a very um very well known i think a lot of kids in america uh, learn this poem by heart i know of him like i remember learning about him in the heart during the about when i learned about the harlem renaissance i know he was a part of that big um, movement but i never actively like remember any of his poems but um, no, the, that poetry, like when you start to kind of see how poetry can express like everything and it, it can express, um, you know, the domestic abuse and it can express the uh, slavery that, you know, our forefathers went through. It can it's so like good at, at just talking about life. And I think hip hop is a form of poetry as well. It, wow. It, so, yeah, you know, that is kind of its own complete beast that I don't want to get too much into but you know it's another form of poetry so surprisingly when I was like you know researching this I was like f***ing poetry is like everywhere Papu it's like everywhere it is oh my god you're so right like wow yeah. and I, yeah I just realized like you would totally nerd out to this this is like your forte <laughs> totally no and forte. I think this is accessible to everyone even you don't have to be like a nerd like me right. uh, you are not like major into uh, literature or whatever but you have your own way of appreciating it through let's say hip-hop you know it should yes. not be taken as anything other than poetry it is I'm, I'm like a poet connoisseur and i didn't even like realize it yeah so who, who is your a modern day hip-hop poet that you oh, like schmucks if i had to say off the top of my head Missy Elliott. <laughs> Missy Elliott has always by yes. far been like one of my favorites. Dude, she's the anthem, okay, for me when I have to get out of the house. Like, is it worth it? Let me work it. Flip my thing up, flip it and reverse it. Like, it's like, is it worth it? <laughs> so yeah, no, I, Missy Elliott, of course, is like... That is mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Now I'm always going to ask myself, is it worth it? For all the trouble you put yourself through, even if for a guy, right? Is it worth it? That's what that whole song is about. <laughs> the whole song is about ass. Anyway, <clears throat> sorry. 
Uh, <laughs> Who else? You know, but I, I don't want to be silly, but uh, when I when I first thought of poetry, one of the f- dumbest thing that came to my head were limericks. Oh, that is so clever, you know. <laughs> as a kid, all your... Uh, all... I loved limericks. Yeah, nursery rhymes are basically limericks, right? Oh, yeah, right? they are. Oh, yeah, nursery rhymes are poems. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everything's a poem. <laughs> Bapu, you've discovered the matrix. My whole brain is opening up now. <laughs> Holy sh**. Oh my god, yes. And yes, I learned limericks a lot as a kid. And I just, I remember them. They had like, a, I like the way limericks sound, right? And it was done. It's, you know, and it was it's like, the cadence of, uh, it's like you said, you know, it, spoken word poets not only depend on uh, saying what they say, but how they say it. It's the cadence of their, how they turn their words and how they end it. That's where elocutions come into the picture, where you elevate uh, the word from just the way you say it. Papu, you lose so many hi-fi words right now. It turned me on so hard, like cadence and <laughs> something else you just said I can't even remember. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. What about haikus? Do you have an opinion Ooh. on Japanese poetry on haikus? I think they're so accessible, right? When you read it, you feel, wow, even I can write one. Haven't you tried writing one? I have tried. To be honest with you, I have, but I don't know if I understand haikus because they're so simple that I don't feel much. A lot depends on interpretation. I don't think there should be one interpretation, right? It's like a painting. They only ha- they're only they known to only have five syllables in the first line, seven in the second, and five in the third. So they're very small and they're known for their ability to paint a vivid picture in a few words. Hmm. That's, I guess, what the goal is. Maybe that's why I've never understood it. I need to stop and really absorb it in one word because for example one of the most famous haikus by matsuo basho is simply all it is basho it's an old silent pond a frog jumps into the pond splash silence again you know uh, that's it if you want to understand haiku can i please uh, recommend a studio ghibli movie oh okay yes yes of course please tell us listen you're the go-to guru on this that's why we are why, why we're talking uh, about this. all right so it's uh, called uh, my neighbor the yamadas i love studio ghibli okay so my neighbor the yamadas it's it's a really beautiful animation animated uh, studio ghibli movie it came out in the early 2000 uh, it's about uh, it it has small vignettes of uh, a family uh, that lives with the grandmother. Uh, it has uh, two kids, a boy and a girl, and a husband and a wife. Uh, and it shows everyday um, life in the family. About uh, uh, And at the end of each... Uh, but more so, it's a meditation about being married and how oh. relationships change. Uh, and what a relationship adds to your life, what are children and, you know, how annoying they can be and at the same time a source of so much joy. <laughs> uh, so, and at the end of each, uh, uh, you know, scene, uh, the narrator reads out a haiku by Basho. Oh, so, so you know of this uh, poet yes. that I mentioned. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So, All right, cool. So it's very beautiful. 
Uh, and it's the best way to understand haiku is through this movie. Sweet Papu. Thank you. I'm definitely going to watch that then. Because I, yeah. I need to know. You should watch it with your husband. We'll watch it together. No, totally. I'm going to put that on our to-do list tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome, Papu. Thank you. Um, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about Indian poetry? by any chance mm, because yes. it's uh, one thing that I feel I at least when I you know was researching this I'm like I don't know much about Indian poets maybe because I never studied them in school also we I didn't get too much into it because I'm really bad at Hindi <laughs> so I did not do any extracurricular Hindi reading um, me neither but uh, we do know like we had a lot of poetry uh, poetry by all different poets um, and one of them it was also uh, by um, Har- Harvan Shrai Bachchan so we had a lot of uh, so uh, I don't know a lot of people do know but some do not know Amitabh Bachchan's father was a very well-known poet called Harivan Shrai Bachchan I did not know this yes really yes a lot of his poetry was also taught to us in school um, oh. from Aligarh so he, uh, before Amitabh Bachchan was famous, his dad was wow. really famous. And, um, you know, his poetry was, um, you'll find him in Hindi syllabus and everything. Uh, but apart from that, there are, uh, there's other uh, uh, type of poetry, which is all the more beautiful is Urdu poetry. Oh, of course, that's another level. That is another level. And uh, the thing is, a lot of our Hindi songs now are, you know, or any time is Urdu poetry. Yes. But uh, very few times do I actually stop and listen to it and kind of ask myself, what does this mean? You know, right, right. Um, what do these words mean? And uh, uh, yep. W- one of my primers for understanding and appreciating Urdu poetry is uh, the podcast uh, Urdu Nama. Right. Papu's mentioned this before. This podcast rocks. I listened to it and holy shit, her Urdu is incredibly. Uh, Which one intense. did you listen to? What Just do you the, think the, of the it? latest one. Oh, it's beautiful. Her voice is so beautiful right it's so it's lovely soothing. no it's lovely and very soothing and right after you listen to it you feel like much more intelligent like your brain is expanding right yeah it's like, it's very uplifting it's like the kind of podcast you want to listen to while lying on a hammock just like in the sun and you know just listening to her voice talk about it yeah. it's lovely it really is so uh to other people i'll uh, you know uh so basically the these podcasts uh, by um what's the name for uh fabiha uh, so Fabiha is the yes. narrator of the podcast and uh, it, these are really short 15-20 minutes podcasts and she starts off the podcast by introducing a word and uh, by the course of talking to other uh, literary critics or poets she gives you more in-depth uh, you know understanding of that word and how it was shaped uh, and uh, you know you never know where th- this uh, this kind of y- thing will take you at one point she's talking about a simple word in a song and at the next point she's kind of introducing about how this word became a prominent part of poetry during uh, early 19th century uh, uh, Delhi old Delhi you know what that society was like 
and i don't know honestly a lot about oh, wow. uh, old delhi society before the independence uh, Ur- me neither urdu poets were held in high regard and uh, their um, their contribution to framing the culture is is something we all should really you know it should be part of our education to actually appreciate what they have provided um so please right. listen to uh, urdu nama you know i'm sure it'll bring you a lot of lightness uh, when you are in house arrest no i i completely uh, second that I, that is actually a really good recommendation the the urdu word for poem is shayari right yes it's uh, that's not that's not a kind because when i was researching this i was like shayari what is that but ghazal comes under shayari because ghazal is a form of urdu poetry hmm. right but it comes under shayari am i right i you i would be the wrong person to ask that i think god damn it you know okay. what we should i would really <laughs> want her to be on our podcast sometime <laughs> well we're going to get her then girl let's do this yeah. it'll be my mission we haven't had a guest in a while um let's do it that's actually a really good idea yeah um can i bore you though with some uh, silly indian poetry trivia that is like you know let's let's yes, educate our listeners i love trivia oh yeah perfect um <laughs> indian poetry is an immense and diverse okay i was trying to sound like lyrical and poetic but i'm going to stop okay mm-hmm. indian poetry is an immense and diverse body of literature dating back centuries thanks to mm. india's diversity Indian poetry can be found in many languages including Sanskrit, Hindi, Oriya, Tamil, Telugu, Marathi, Kannada, Bengali, Urdu, also Farsi and English. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like kind of figure out like what are the different kinds of Indian poetry? So we can mm-hmm. generally classify them into the following types. Devotional. Uh this is one of the oldest yes. types of I- Indian poetry. Uh mm-hmm. all religious scriptures have been written in this poetic form. Yeah. um so even the, like uh, the mahabharata that was like I my think. next one so that would be under oh, epic okay. poetry and india has produced okay. two of the longest epic poems ever to have been created um in the world wow. of poetry which is the mahabharata wow. and the ramayana okay you know that reminds me sorry to digress but no, no, uh, no, um another of uh, indian favorite poem uh, poet is uh, vikram seth so his uh, uh oh. book his famous work that i remember is uh, is called the golden gate by vikram seth you know it's uh, rhyming uh, but it the whole oh, novel cool. the whole novel is written uh, in uh, uh, in poetry form and in the 16 uh, stanza a uh, 16 uh, line stanzas so which is uh, like a typical a very traditional form of poetry uh, but it's very accessible uh, do read that it's very light i'm telling you i know it sounds very daunting when you think the whole book is in poetry form but it's not one of the poems where you have to read two lines and you have to think a lot about it it okay. it, it's it goes very easily and uh, it's really amazing reading it's basically it talks about uh a guy who moves to uh San Francisco's in the oh. 70s and you know how his life is the daily life in San Francisco That's cool though beautiful. he's also the writer of a suitable boy which my mom like really likes that book I really like that book And so another form of Indian poetry we can classify into couplets mm. this I really cannot say much because I was like I don't even know what a couplet is. Do you know what a couplet I is? I thought ghazals are couplets, but I don't they know. They are couplets, wrong. but what is a couplet? If a ghazal is a couplet, but then what is a couplet? <laughs> <laughs> It's a couple <laughs> with a let. <laughs> yeah, it 
poets. So I'm sure there's some lyricists and poets listening to us that are rolling their eyes. Listen, we're trying, okay? Yes. Whatever. Anyway, uh, then the next, well, yeah, couplet is like, it's a basic form of writing poetry, essentially. That's what it is. Um, then the next would be a ghazal. And this form of poetry is written in the Urdu language. And we can most often associate that with in Indian uncle music. Sad, emo Indian uncle music is what I like to call it. Mm. The uniqueness of this type of Indian poetry is that the poet expresses his or her thoughts in poetic format about something he's very passionate about. Usually like the woman he loves. You know, like Dard Bhare Geet, I would like to say. So, you know, the, uh, an interesting uh, thing, again, this is something I learned from Urdu Nama, yes. is uh, where... Um, uh, Usually in ghazals, uh, when they are talking about their beloved, you know, a, a, their object of affection, Urdu poets uh, would usually attribute the pronoun, uh, the neutral, gender neutral pronoun, like wo aisa, or mostly male, which is, uh, so it's like, wo aisa tha, jise mein karta tha. Uh, they will never... It was considered... I noticed that. Yeah, it was considered uh, very um, low to kind of attribute a female uh, pronoun like wo because that was considered limiting, you know. Oh, so, interesting. Okay. So that okay. is pretty like, you know, if you think about it, pretty ahead of its time, you know, to attribute a gender neutral pronoun. To their object of affection. I used to always wonder about that because I would listen to some songs and I would be very like, why, why, why? But okay, that uh, explains it. Thanks, Papu. Mm -hmm. um, the next uh, style of poetry that uh, we usually come across are bhajans, different yes. from devotional. Uh, bhajans are set to music almost always. And these are mm. specific usually to praising Hindu gods in their various forms yes um folk poetry is the next one this is known as regional or vernacular poetry that comes from various parts of the country representing those particular varied traditions and cultures and customs specifically yes like i would think i would think like you know like sometimes i think of rajasthan has a very specific way like when i've heard you know like i, yeah. I don't know why that came to mind but yes um now for some trivia yes <clears throat> In terms of like, let's talk about some famous poets. The medieval period in India saw the emergence of several great poets, which include Rahim, Kabir and Tulsi Das. Mm -hmm. Tulsi Das in particular wrote Ram Charitramanas, Ram which has been acclaimed as the tallest tree in the magic, in the magic garden of medieval poetry. That's a very intense title. Mm. Um, 19th and 20th century has seen the emergence of several towering figures in Indian literature which also and poetry, which include Mirza Ghalib. Mirza Ghalib. Yes, Rabindranath yeah. Tagore, Sarojini Naidu, Mahadevi Verma, and wow. Kamla Das. These are big names, yeah, because now that, now that you mentioned them, I remember uh, a lot of them were covered in our um, Hindi syllabus. Yeah, I remember also learning about these poets in school. Like, they're the ones that you read in the textbooks where you're like, oh, snap, these people are important. 
can yeah. I give you a quick big uh, little bit of history on just yeah. a few of them? Just small, small, just few. I picked few, few. Hmm. Kamala Das was one of the leading Indian poets of the 20th century and she's known as the mother of modern Indian English poetry. Wow. She married at a young age, at the age of 15, which resulted in, the, in an unsatisfactory relationship with, which led her to writing, which led to her writing being focused on domestic and sexual oppression of women. Her open and honest assessment of female sexuality made her work both controversial as well as acclaimed. The poetry of Kamala Das is known for its confessional tone, and she wrote in English as well as Malayalam. Some of her famous poems include An Introduction, My Grandmother's House, and Punishment in Kindergarten. Um, Next poet, Sarojini Naidu who was known as the Nightingale of India. Mm. She began writing at the age of 13. Her first collection of poems, the widely acclaimed The Golden Threshold, was published in 1905 and combined traditional poetic forms with lush images of India. She soon became known due to her highly skilled use of English metrical forms as well as romantic imagery in her poetry. Mm. And her famous poems include The Bazaars of Hyderabad, Palaquin Bearers and The Golden Threshold. And then the next one I wanted to mention was Rabindranath Tagore. He's probably mm-hmm. the most, the most famous one. Uh, and he was, is often referred to as the Bard of Bengal. He yes, was a towering figure of, of, yeah, that's, that's a pretty awesome name. The, uh, he was known as a towering figure of world literature and the most famous modern Indian poet. His best known work in poetry, Gitanjali, was published in 1910. And in 1913, he won the Nobel Prize for Literature for the book The English Gitanjali. This made him the second non-European after Theodore Roosevelt to receive Didn't a Nobel Prize. Didn't he deny it? I mean, in a sense, he uh, he refused it or something because at that time he, it was in protest. Ooh, so controversial. Or was it his knighthood? Maybe it was his knighthood. Maybe not the Nobel Prize. Maybe it was the knighthood. But yeah. The Bard of Bengal. Bard is uh, just like Shakespeare is called the Bard. He rejected so. it to protest against the British rule. I just looked this up. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. That's mm. so, like, rebellious. Nice. Ooh. Uh, well, yes, he uh, is also famous for composing our national anthem, as well as mm. that of Bangladesh. Very prolific. And he was... Uh, a polygot, which is like a multilingual, uh, he knew so many languages. Like, I don't even know how many languages he knew. Wait, what? What? How many so, languages do you need to know to qualify as a polyglot so I can come out as this on, like, my online social media? <laughs> I think more than four. Like, writing and uh, speaking. Damn it. All right, fine. You know? Okay. <laughs> I can pretty much only speak and write one language fluently. The others I can either write yeah, exactly, or the other right? one I can either speak. Yeah, anyway. All right. Uh, yeah. And finally, one poet I did want to mention and give a shout out to because I just felt like uh, was Gulzar. Of course. Oh, my God. Yes, you're so right. We did not right? talk about Gulzar enough, but uh, exactly. his poetry is beautiful. So beautiful. And for uh, those of you who want some recommendations, his most famous songs uh, that I also really like were Tere Bina Zindagi Se, Koi Shikwa. And he also sang, uh, sorry, also wrote uh, Tum Aagaye Ho. Papu, please don't let me sing by myself and out of tune. Noor Aagaya Hai. And Chaya Chaya. Chaya 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 Chaya. That's, that's like his best. That's his magnum opus was Chaya Chaya. Just kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you know there are so many good lines there is uh, also um, the song that was zara zara paas paas dhoop ghanti hai zara zara ni ki chaan ghanti hai oh yeah i it know was i mean this, really his lovely. poetry is so beautiful Memorable. like oh it is it yes it gives you like this pain in your chest like you this yearning that you want to be in love or fall in love and feel those feelings right now it's um, yeah very it's passionate like i could whenever i would like listen to any of his like songs i felt it like i was like i feel this it's in my soul <laughs> i feel you gulzar <sighs> all right papu that was it for our poetry uh, talk that was amazing yeah. Was topic. it? Is anything and more? Thank you for you want to uh, shed on it. Actually, maybe yes. I mean this is Poetry Month, pop. So if next week you want to do something else, yeah. I mean maybe we can even get that wonderful host from Urdu Nama to celebrate Poetry Month. So why the Yay. fuck not? Why oh my god, I'll stalk her. Don't worry, girl. You know I'm good at stalking people until <laughs> they come on our show. That's my thing. I don't give up ever. Be my friend. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to do a quick filmy chucker segment to yes. trash some Bollywood celebrities because it's fun? <laughs> yes, let's see how they're <laughs> losing their. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so mean. Sometimes I feel bad because I keep seeing oh, all these celebrities are like donating money, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, great, rich people mm-hmm. coming to the rescue. Yawn. Anyway. Filmy chucker, do you want to oh, do yeah, of the course. thing? So, Papu, it's time for One, our filmy two, chucker three, segment. Go. Yeah, filmy chucker. Filmy. How do celebrities stay relevant during these trying times, these crazy times where, you know, things are so bad for them? Um, I'll tell you how. Tell me how. Do tell. Start a TikTok. Ha! <laughs> this... <laughs> God, you're right. Oh, God, you're so right. Oh, okay, so here's the thing. If I was there with you, would you have considered doing a TikTok with me? Yes, yes. I would have totally done it with you. Are you kidding me? I totally would have done it. I want to do those makeup TikToks that are everywhere. I don't yeah, I know which that. are the makeup TikToks. There are like so many dancing moves. And there's, I da- know. there's, I know that's true. We cannot keep up now. It's absolutely out of control. And f- Yes, I would have joined you. Are you kidding me? I would have been on it. <laughs> uh, yes, in addition to TikTok, they are also filming themselves and Instagramming themselves, doing very mundane things like cleaning the house and, you know, gardening. Oh my God, who knew Papu celebs? They're yeah. just like us. Who Home knew face. that uh, Katrina Kaif knew how to use a jadu and wash her dishes? Oh my God seriously it's like now what do we do that our domestic help is gone oh lord help us uh so yes i'm going to go through a list of celebs doing mundane things are you ready yeah <laughs> okay please guys uh, please excuse us for being like this meanie tone nah. it's just the way we are okay <laughs> oh who cares they're fine they're still yeah. listening they i'm sure they're used to us by now all right yes First, Hrithik Roshan yeah. put up videos of his daddy, 70-year-old Rakesh Roshan, working out, oh, you know, cool. full-on sweating Work with the out. man boobs out. I'm just kidding. Sorry. So, Hrithik captioned the video as saying the virus should be afraid of him. Oh. So, watch out, ladies. Rakesh Roshan is on the workout bend, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Sanjay Dutt also put up a video of him working out and telling everyone not to 
be outside. I did not know Sanjay Dutt was on Instagram or TikTok or anything like that. Did you? No. I felt he's like part of that Indian uncle category where we kind of take away his Twitter. No, I think he's... He seems okay. Really? Okay. So, okay. Sanjay Dutt, yeah, he's seen a lot of in his life. And That's true. I guess he's sobered down and I hope mellowed so. out. You know what? The fact that he wasn't controversial mm-hmm. and I did not know he actually posted stuff online till now proves that yeah, he's probably super chill. Yeah, he's super chill. Kangana Ranaut put up a video of herself getting chumpy from her mummy, which is very cute okay. and made me feel very jealous because I was like, I would love that right now. Like, that is something. She's in the hills somewhere where she has a house (sighs) because that's where she grew up. That's amazing. I'm so jealous. Yeah, she must be chilling in, Mm. like, nature right now. Like, f*** it. What else am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Uh, Vicky Kaushal Instagrammed himself cleaning his ceiling fan. Okay. Katrina Kef put up a video of herself washing dishes. Mm. So that was nice. Uh, Deepika Padukone cooked a three-course meal for her husband, Ranveer Singh, who also documented the entire thing on his Insta stories. So Mm -hmm. that happened as well. Deepika Padukone can cook because just like her, Sonam Kapoor Ahuja, who also graduated from the Desi Housewife Cooking School, which I have been to, and Deepika obviously has also been to, where we are trained to feed our husbands and make sure that they are way more well-nourished than we are. So she also went and cooked like a big three-course meal for her husband and also took photos of it and just like, oh, wow, you know, a hashtag, you know, wife. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, I'm bitter about that because I do the same thing. The only reason I'm criticizing them is I do the same thing. It's like this, like, I'm seeing it and I'm like, God damn it. Like This is how I look. Well, why are all us Desi women always cooking for our men? It just bugs me. Like, why? Like, I'm mad at myself for doing it. Because, uh, well, I would be tired <sighs> of just waiting for them to do something. It's too much. You just, if you want something done right, you do Girl, it yourself. if I left it to my husband, we would be eating cornflakes, frozen pizza, and toast exactly. for our whole life. <laughs> exactly do you want that for yourself no that's why it's you so cook. frustrating i literally went to desi housewife cooking school i did my mother trained me to cook and obviously the pika's mama did and this, mama did. you so. know how you can change the tide is by teaching young boys yes please at this age current and future mothers please please train your f- men need to know how to nourish themselves this is like you know wiping your bum it's the and same it's very important this is the perfect time the pandemic and the forced mm. uh, you know, staying at home is when you make sure that both the young boys and the young girls have equal yes. duties and equal distribution. Of Amen, them. sister. I completely agree. Thank you. Uh, next, Alia Bhatt and her sister Shaheen baked paleo banana bread and chocolate cake. Nice. You care? You better care. <laughs> okay. All right. Karishma Kapoor also baked a chocolate cake and also took a picture and put so it So many people baking. They can cook and Kriti Sanan also made chocolate pudding. Oh my god. Oh, thank god. None of these people made the Lona coffee. Oh my god, that is everywhere. Oh my god, I just saw a video for that. How do you know what that is? Oh god, you have no idea. Every every third Instagram is Delona coffee. Someone making Delona They're coffee. They're so beautiful though. I was actually going to make it tomorrow because I just saw a video of it today. It's okay. I didn't know that was a thing. It. Is that why it showed up on my algorithm? I was like, what is this? It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. making that and banana bread. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, but please Great. do uh, share pictures of your Delona coffee. Are you sure, Papu? You promised to tell me that I'm exceptional and like such a good cook. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yes. All right. Good. Yes. Damn it. I thought it was so unique. <laughs> 
yeah, so that's it. That is what everybody was doing or is doing during the quarantine. Basically cleaning and eating <clears throat> and working out. So woohoo, they're just like us celebs, who knew? Uh, so, Papu, Yay. in addition to your quarantine mm. birthday last month, uh, Ajay Devgan celebrated his 51st birthday on April 2nd. Oh. I really felt it was important that we gave him a shout out only because he was a very big, important 90s hero. For his, uh, the, the stretch that he did between two cars. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I'm cringing. Yeah, that guy. That That's it. Yes. Um, but here on Just Keep Up, because Papu and I are in our 30s, we will be focusing mostly on the 90s. Um, uh, yeah. anything after that just doesn't exist, which was a movie, by the way, when he did, where he did I that. I have no idea. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess because his dad was a stunt man. So whatever. Good on him. All right. So movies. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that his father is a super famous stunt man. How do you think they've gone got in the movies, Papu? Come on. Okay. Anyway, not to be mean. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Um, Pool or Kate, 1991. Starring Madhu. Uh, but do you remember that movie at all? Pula Kante? I've heard the uh, somehow the poster in the very lurid colors and thorns. of 90 posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Madhu, remember? She was like, um, she, I don't know what made her famous. Oh, yeah, Roja. She was, and then she came to into Bollywood for like two seconds. Uh, no, she sang that song. Um, Kumar Sanu did a lot of his voices, mm-hmm. a lot of his um, thing. But um, okay. Tumse milne ko dil kar oh, yes. yes, that was the one. You should do a playlist. You're, you're so good at picking songs. All I do is watch 90s Hindi movies. (laughs) My life revolves around this. My childhood revolved around it and now my adulthood revolves around it. Anyway, uh, another classic movie of Ajay Devgan, 1997, starring Amir Khan, Juhi and Kajol. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Yes, I know Ishq. Yes, yes. Do you remember Ishq? Yes, Ishq was the one. That was also a very big hit. Um... It was okay. It was an okay movie. It but, was an uh, okay movie. I thought, you know, I was really excited as a kid to watch that movie. But it takes a turn for something like, I don't know. It just from, it becomes like sad and weird afterwards. Like I thought it would be like Andaz Apna Apna, you know, as a kid. Because there were two actors and two actresses. But it's not that. It's very sad. Uh, one famous song uh, from that movie. Uh... <laughs> Oh god, yeah, Andu Malik and uh, Amir Khan had on a hat and they were doing a really stupid dance. Those are the times where people call Amir Khan the perfectionist, where I just want to throw out these movies there, just to remind uh, Please, them. you don't have to go that back also. Just look Doom 3, okay? <laughs> perfectionist. My foot. Uh, Alright, next. Uh, this was, you must remember this one. Vijay yes. Bath in 1994, starring Tabu and Danny Dengzong Pa. Uh, dude, that movie was iconic. That was... Um, Rook Rook Rook, remember? I have Really painful mom jeans. I mean, she looked good, but still, that, that yeah. whole thing was kind of terrifying. Um, Yeah, another one is. Yes. <laughs> you remember that one? 
We're having way more fun at this than I don't know. I hope like our listeners are having fun too. <laughs> Why are you thinking they're all too young and hip to enjoy this show? No, no, this it's like, is amazing. You know, it's love. It's a, I hope you guys do a sing along at you know with us uh, because it's so much fun to sing along. Do yeah. but that was actually one of my like I really like that song. <laughs> that was no, it is. Song. It is. I. It's. <laughs> These are the songs that you love to sing out with your, you know, friends uh, and yes. just be like, you don't care if it's in Sur or whatever. You're just exactly. like at the top of <laughs> Exactly. Like it just uh, get drunk and sing. So just like, songs. exactly. It's like that nostalgia. It's just like, oh my God, I feel this. And it's a good song in uh, mm-hmm. my defense. Anyway, uh, another movie, Papu. There's a tha, okay, there's ta. Ta. In 1998, and we can blame... Was it Remo? Remo, exactly. Remo Fernandez and Jaspinder Narula for the ta. watched any of these movies by the way that i'm mentioning of course yeah okay, good, good, yeah good. i i but i don't remember the storyline because most of them was pretty predictable they were all pretty uh, he fought a lot the songs there was, was he always played like very yeah. noble characters like he was like the really seedha sada guy that you know akshay kumar would always play like the f- boy during this time and ajay devgan <laughs> would usually be like the really good guy you know he'd be like studious mm. and the girl he would be with would always be like some crazy pataka and he'd just be like no nah. You know, chill. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and a classic example of that, I would say, would be 1990 film Hum Dil De Chuke Sanam. Oh, of course. That would be, again, he played that role. Remember, Salman Khan was like the psycho that was when he was a well-known domestic abuser also. Um, uh, but Ajay Devgan was in that movie and he was like... He willingly like gives, uh, lets his wife decide her... Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, he always played that noble good guy, Sida Sada, just like, I will do the right thing no matter what. There's some ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Papu, I've also seen that movie so many times, and I know you have as well. Like, you know everything in that movie, don't you? Songs are so good, and that's a movie songs are so good Ashure Rai is incandescent you know when I say that word her in Tal oh, her in Alhamdulillah Sanam. that's true you actually there's no other way to describe her other than incandescent because she just lights up the screen no you're absolutely right everything she was in even every song she was in she was fabulous when she danced in Dholi Taro all of that, yes. Amazing, amazing. So yeah, Ajay Devgan was a huge part of our teenhood, Papu. Though I never felt a sexual awakening when I saw him on screen, did you? <laughs> no. Unfortunately, no. It was just never going to do it for me. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Thank you for sitting through that. <laughs> that was fun. It's really awesome. fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's take a quick music break, everybody. And then we're going to wrap up the episode. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
right papu uh yes so while i have been wasting away my time during the quarantine i have also been listening to a lot of old music yet um, old music again mm-hmm. because i'm so sick of all my old stuff i yeah. just wanted to ask did you remember britney's song oops i did it again of course of course are you crazy <laughs> britney oh, uh, by the way i follow on instagram so i totally saw that post by her 20 um, years old everybody the song is 20 years old and i remember when it came out i was in high school just about to graduate <laughs> and that was my song i remember like oh my god this is this is it this is who i want to be i love that song do you like that song tell me you like yes, that song yes yes and Yay. like her um i remember watching her videos on mtv like when my house was like everyone had gone to bed i would put on mtv and watch all the songs because yeah my parents yeah. would like always make me like not want to watch britney cuz she was like you know that naughty little girl that she was like in her school outfit and everything yeah. i remember being like oh wow i can do that <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know i could do that anyway so that is 20 years old i just wanted to mention that cuz that's an amazing song and i cannot f- believe it's 20 years old holy smokes what were you doing during this time when the song came out um yeah i was in school to i think uh, yeah mostly like 10th grade or i don't know something um mm. we had just got cable at some time so i and that was the golden time for mtv and the vjs right yes uh, yes you had the first batch right. of all these vjs doing like amazing stuff and people actually writing yep. letters uh, the kind of fan mail that they showed um you know where people had taken the effort to draw and do like lots I miss of craft them. i miss those times yeah. guys yeah, yeah yeah those times were awesome totally remember Uh yeah <laughs> are you going to spend yeah. your time now working out or what 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 are you planning on doing now for the rest of your Um I think I'll do I'll continue my streak and uh do like even a short workout makes me feel accomplished and go, try girl. to finish some stuff you go girl grown up stuff let's see awesome. So thank you for this uh, uh this whole episode outline it was so much fun Yay. to just nerd out Uh, about poetry and then just talk about 90s hindi music <sighs> this is great dude i needed a distraction from the news like i couldn't talk about the news like it's so bad outside in the world that i needed to escape yeah. so i hope that this podcast was a good escape for everyone as well yes and i'm glad you liked it papu when it gets the papu seal of <laughs> approval i feel so good about myself no. so good you should not you should feel good about yourself regardless no this your validation great. means a lot to me otherwise i'm a failure <laughs> do you understand this <laughs> no pressure <laughs> okay so what plans for you uh tomorrow tomorrow uh, i probably wake up at one o'clock and um have a mimosa that's the plan so far yay <laughs> don't know breakfast with champions i don't have anything else to do maybe sit on my balcony and look at my new flowers what the hell else do i do i don't know yeah. what to do by the way your flowers look so amazing thanks. they're bomb thank you i'm gardening it's so nice now in vancouver no more rain yay spring is here <laughs> All right. Yes. All right, paps. Awesome. So everybody have a wonderful uh rest of your day as well and stay productive during the quarantine if you can otherwise sleep like me whatever. Yeah. And if you yeah. haven't already No pressure. Leave a review on iTunes please and like and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app and also uh subscribe to us on Patreon and support the show. So thank you everybody. Hey. Take care. We will see you soon. That's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Hey guys, this is Pappu, the other half of Chuski Pop. If you like what you hear, then give us a follow. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. You can also support the show on Patreon and buying our prints on chuskipop.com. Perfect, excellent, wonderful. Chalo, Dan. Listen. थोड़ी देर पहले जो तुम उल्टी सीधी बातें कर रहे थे वो इसलिए कि टेक ऑफ के वक्त मुझे डर ना लगे या तुम सीरियस थे तुम्हें क्या लगता है? यही कि मेरा ध्यान दूसरी तरफ चला जाए ठीक है ऐसे ही समझो तुम कुछ अजीब नहीं हो ऐसा ही हूं मैं वैसे तुम राहुल से प्यार बहुत करती हो अच्छा तुम्हें कैसे पता लगा इतना डरने के बावजूद तुम प्लेन में बैठकर राहुल से मिलने जा रही हो ये प्यार नहीं तो और क्या है शायद इसी को प्यार कहते हैं पर यू नो राहुल तुमने कभी किसी से प्यार किया मैं अपनी माँ से बहुत प्यार करता हूँ मैं माँ की बात नहीं कर रही माँ से तो वो लोग भी प्यार करते हैं जो माँ से नफरत करते हैं मैं दूसरे प्यार की बात कर रही हूँ अच्छा अच्छा नहीं क्यों प्यार जैसी फालतू चीज के लिए वक्त नहीं है मेरे पास हम्म मौज मस्ती बहुत की है मैंने 